Alright, UFC 295. Alright, UFC 295. Alright, let's let's do this. Um, I'm not going to talk about all the fights. I'm just going to talk about certain sting fights that I wanted to point out. I mean, didn't really care much for this card other than, well, the now, well, the now main event. Um, hold on one second. Uh, All right, here we go. I'm sorry, I had some pop up on my Spotify app. Okay, so pretty much uh, UFC 295. So we'll talk about one fight. Mackenzie Dern versus Jessica Andrade. This was a very interesting fight because I honestly thought Mackenzie Dern could win, given the fact that she's, you know, given the fact that her she's a high-level jiu-jitsu practitioner. She's, I mean, come on now. She managed to beat Gabby Garcia, and if anybody knows about that rivalry, that that <laughs> that rivalry was something. So, um. She managed to beat Gabby Garcia, and, you know, and I figured, okay, when Gabby Garcia is, like, a giant, so, I was like, she could probably do that, but the thing is, is, like, it, it goes back to what I said before, power is power, strength is strength, and Jessica Andrade just, unfortunately, is one of those people where she has, like, her power is so next level that it can just trump any skill, and she's proven that time and time and again, so, this is one of those fights where it was kind of like as soon as Jessica Andrade cracked her, you know, Mackenzie Dern was just like, fuck all. Like, she immediately regressed. She didn't, she, you know, all her improved. She immediately, she immediately regressed. That's the best, yeah, that's the best way to put it. She immediately regressed. And for good reason, you know, when somebody with legitimate power tags you, and sometimes, and that, and that's even the case too, even with somebody who doesn't have power. You know, somebody who doesn't have power, if they tag you real good, it's very easy to regress, you know, and that happens, you know, it's common in fighting. So I don't, you know, so I don't think, so, you know, the, the criticism toward her, especially from Luke Thomas is a little unwarranted, it's very unwarranted because it's like, we've seen this happen many times before where guys get hit, guys look good, they get hit and they can completely abandon their game they completely regress in all their skills because well they got tagged with a good shot and that's and even that happens and that happens whether the person has power or doesn't have power but it definitely happens a lot more when that person has like legitimate power that can make you immediately regress like a good example like alex Pereira, who i'm going to talk about in a little bit but um the other thing too is like what people have to understand it's it's very easy to look good when certain factors aren't in. Like, yes, Mackenzie Dern was improving, but she was improving against fighters who didn't have the, the strength or power, you know, to really challenge those improvements. You see what I'm saying? Like, this is something that people don't understand. This is something that the MMA community seems to don't understand, and they always miss the bar every time, is that the rules that you see in boxing apply to MMA. You know, and one of those rules is styles make fights. It's easy to look good. It's easy to look good and improve and be improved when you're fighting opponents who aren't challenging you in certain aspects or don't have certain tools or attributes to challenge 
those improvements to see if you really have improved. A good example would be Colby Covington. Everyone swore up and down that he was improved and that he's he was one of the best welterweights, but not really. He was fighting old fighters. He was fighting old fighters, and of course he was going to look good against Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley hadn't been the same after the Usman fight, so it was, of course he was going to look improved. But we saw the two times he fought Usman, he did not look like he was one of the best welterweights in the world, nor did he look improved. So, and that's the case with, and and, there, and that's just one example. You know, there's a lot of other fighters out there, you know, like Amanda Nunes is another one where everyone was calling her the best ever, but you have to look at, but when you look at her record, it's like, yeah, she was fighting fighters who made her look good. So, of course, she looked like she was evolving. Of course, she looked like she was improving. You know, that's why the Juliana Pena fights, were so telling and the Valentina Shevchenko fights were so telling because it was like yeah yeah you know she hadn't really improved she still has those bad habits you know but her her power and athleticism carries her through so she kind of makes up for that but at some point it's not going to be a factor anymore and that's pretty much and that's pretty much kind of and that's pretty much you know what happened in both the Pena fights well the first Pena fight so that that's the truth of it so you know so in the case of Mackenzie Dern it's like it's kind of you, you can't really you can't really harp on her too harshly because for one Jessica Andrade is just a fucking monster I mean she at 115 Jessica Andrade has she's the strongest most powerful girl in the division no one has her level of power and strength all right, let's just be real. At 115 in the UFC, there's no one that can match her in power and strength. You know, just no one. She is the strongest girl in that division, um, strength-wise, strength and power-wise. Um, and on top of that, all of her improvements have been against fighters who, unfortunately, don't have the side, don't have the strength or power to really test they don't have the strength and power to really test those test those improvements. So, you know, it was easy for her to get away with certain things and still look good, you know, and still look good. So, so, and that's just what it is. And, and like I said, and, and, and it's not necessarily Mackenzie Dern's fault because who else has the type of strength and power that Jessica Andrade has in 115? There's no one. No one has, no one has her strength. No one has her power. She's the, she's the only girl. She, like I said, she's the only girl that has that type of strength and power. No one else does. All the other fighters who win their fights by knockout or TKO, it, it's all, it's all technique or it's conditioning. It's not really, it's not through, no one, no one in that division has knockout power. That's just a fact. You know, if they have, if they get knockouts, it's through technique or somehow their opponent gets tired and they just bombard them with volume. So that's, that's a fact. So can't really be too harsh on her. It's kind of just, it's a lesson that unfortunately MMA fans and MMA fighters it's, a, it's unfortunate this lesson that the MMA community unfortunately doesn't hasn't seemed to learn, nor does it seem, or, or better yet, it, I would say it's more of a lesson that MMA fans can't accept. So, um, but yeah, Mackenzie Dern is still hot though, and I mean she was looking good. You know, there was moments where she tagged Jessica Andrade with some good shots. She even had Jessica Andrade hurt at one point, but just you know she just got 
overzealous man is just but Jessica Andrade's power man could just stop all that momentum and that's pretty much what happened so um I know Ruka closed down which is why Mackenzie Dern was training with Henry Cejudo which I don't think which personally I think that was a bad move on her part um you know um Ruka, as to why Ruka closed down, I don't know. Probably because California is fucking expensive, and just recently it was announced that they're raising their taxes. So it's very hard to have a business in California unless you have connections or you know how to navigate, you know, with the finance, navigate your finance as well. Um, especially if you have a gym. Um, that's one part of it. Uh, that's one part of it. Um, if uh, going to Henry Cejudo's gym, Henry Cejudo's gym, it's not a bad gym. But the thing with Henry Cejudo's gym is, is like, they're, they're not really, how do I describe it? They're not a gym, if, if you're someone, if you're a specialist, if you, if you are, if you're a unique fighter, like if you're, if you're not, yeah, if, if you're if you're a unique fighter, like if you're a fighter that is very you has a unique style because Mackenzie Dern, she's 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 uh, she's if you're a unique fighter, if you have your own style, because Mackenzie Dern is a very unique fighter. She has she definitely has her style. You know, she has her own style of fighting. You know, she definitely has her own style. Going to a gym like Henry Cejudo's is not the best. Henry Cejudo's gym is more of you know, I would say Henry Cejudo's gym is more for fighters who kind of, um, it, it's kind of more of, it's, I would say more catered to an athlete. It's not catered to, it's not catered to a martial artist. If that, if that's the best way to describe it, it's not necessarily a gym that for someone like Mackenzie Dern, for someone like Mackenzie Dern, I wouldn't I wouldn't send her there. I wouldn't suggest. If anything, I would have sent her to a gym that would actually take the time to develop her own game because she does have a high level jujitsu. Like she's won everything. She has a very high level jujitsu. She has shown to have good hands. And she's scrappy. You know, she's shown that she's a scrappy she's a scrappy fighter. So she is a, she's scrappy. I mean someone you need someone who can take that and develop in that into a into its own style like like i said henry cejudo's gym is not necessarily the type of gym for her if you, if you catch my drift she's not she's not really it, it, the gym that gym is not necessarily for her you know it's more it's more for fighters that how do i like it's just like I said. It's just it's more for athletes. That's what really what it is. It's more for athletes who are learning how to fight. It's not necessarily for fighters or martial artists. If that's catch my drift, Mackenzie Dern isn't really an athlete. Not saying that she doesn't have like athletic ability, but what I'm saying is, is she's not an athlete. You know. She's not really. She's not really an, an athlete, you know. She's not a. She's not an athlete. If 
you know she but she's not a, like an athlete like she's not the she doesn't try to she doesn't beat she doesn't try to beat her opponents on points or attrition if you if you get my drift if you get she doesn't try to beat her opponents on points or attrition if you catch my drift if that's a better way of describing it um but but over but overall yeah this is not really uh, i wouldn't not really a good move on her part if i was not really a good move on her part i i i don't know who suggested it to her i know a lot of people it's just yeah i know a lot of people suggested it to her but you know yeah i know a lot of people said probably suggested it to her but for the type of fighter her style you know she's she's not an athlete she's more of a she's more of a martial artist and her style is and she has her own unique she has her own she's her she has her own unique style and abilities and going to a gym like Henry Cejudo's which is more for an athlete you would want to go to somebody who can mold that into something you know like Greg Jackson's a good example of that you know Faraz Ahabi is a good example of that uh you know um Matt Hume you got Eric Paulson uh not really American Top Team because American Top Team they kind of fall into that category too like American not really American Top Team because American Top Team kind of falls into that category too like once they kind of have a once they create a routine for you they don't really make you do anything outside that routine you know a good example would be Joanna Jonjancic like you know they did don't get me wrong they helped her develop her style but once they got her but once they developed that that routine you know they never broke her out of it you know which in my opinion you know given after especially after the second rose fight or even going into the second rose fight they should have read the writing on the wall and should have been like okay the the style that we created for you the style that we created for you didn't work for this fight we got to try something else or combine both that aggressive style and that counterpunch style to deal with to deal with rose and deal with next and upcoming opponents but that's but that's you know but once again that's but it is what it is on that but the but the like i said but the point being is is just henry cejudo's gym works for certain fighters Mackenzie Dern is not one of those certain fighters. She has to go to somebody who can who can give her that that I would say maybe not so much individual attention but but someone who can actually help her develop into uh who can actually help her develop her own style because she does bring she she has proven to be a legit fighter. She has proven to be legit and she does have a unique style to the game and she can definitely be a problem for people at 115 but it's just it's a matter of they gotta you know she has to find the right people so there's gyms all over the place you know especially in california there's gyms everywhere that she could go to you know but i don't think henry suhudo wasn't really the best move for her so um but yeah all in all uh UFC uh Yuri Pro, Yuri Prosca Provaska versus Alex Pereira I mean this is a fight where I was kind of like I'm not surprised motherfucker <laughs> you know and the reason why I said this is because Alex Pereira 
is a fighter, his power is game changing. I've said I said this. I didn't do a breakdown of this fight, but I said this to I said this to a friend of mine that his power is game changing. Right. Yeah, his his power is game changing, and the thing that makes his power so scary is he's so technical he's a very very technical striker and the thing and he's very strategic and he's very very technical striker and he's very very strategic you know he uses you could tell he uses lies he utilizes that combat experience very well compared to a lot of guys who don't you know a lot of guys who don't most guys they kind of get into mma and they just kind of say fuck all that i'm just gonna brawl and just i'm gonna brawl i'm gonna do this and it's like nah dude (laughs) you shouldn't do that which which it's very which that it's very common with it's very common with strikers more so it's very common with strikers more so than grapplers for some reason when you have grappler strikers who have a high level of experience they take that combat experience that they have and they completely abandon it and they just and they just become your typical I'm just going to throw bombs at you, which I don't know why they do that, I, which I don't know why. Like, Gokan Saki is a good example, you know. He had years of experience, and you would think he'd use that experience to help him in the octagon to develop a strategy and tactics to dealing with the problems that, you know, to dealing with the problems that MMA would give him. Nah, he didn't do that. He just kind of became the typical, I'm just going to abandon my skill, my technique, and just throw bombs at you because it's small gloves. We see that a lot. And, you know, we see that a lot with guys who, we, we see that a lot with guys who are particularly, who particularly have a lot of combat experience, you know, more so with strikers than the grapplers, because the grapplers learn pretty, the learn, the grapplers learn pretty quick, you know, but uh, in his case, he didn't fall into that trap, and he, and you saw him utilizing it to a T, you know, That, so that's the thing. So and that's pretty much what happened last night was Pereira just kept it simple. He didn't overextend. He stayed within his range. Most fighters they try to engage with Yuri in this dog fight. He was smart and credit to Yuri. Yuri was very smart. He was trying to. He was being unorthodox. He was moving, but Pereira just picked him apart. And once that calf kick started settling in, once you saw. Pereira drop from like what three like two calf kicks it was like yeah dude it was you could tell Yuri was having trouble with the leg and one of the things is too it's the the problem that I think Yuri was having was you know Yuri was switching stances you know Yuri was switching stances which is exactly what I would do if I was dealing with somebody who's got good leg kicks is I would try to switch stances or at least spend time in a stance where I know that leg has more distance to travel, um, and he was doing that. But the problem was, was like when he would s- settle into a stance, he would settle into the orthodox, which was right in the range of, of the calf kick, where he should have settled more into the southpaw stance. And if he was gonna stay, if he was gonna go into, if he was gonna settle into the 
orthodox stance, he should have did it after he threw something. He should have stepped. He he should have attacked. He should have stepped in in the southpaw and then ended in the orthodox. So that way he could follow up with whatever it is he was gonna. He, whatever it is he was gonna follow up with. He should have stepped into orthodox. That's pretty much what I'm saying. But um, but it's hard because. You know, everything that Alex throws hurts <laughs> and it's precise. And, you know, you got to give credit to Yuri. You know, he was doing a good job of toughing it out. And he did tough it out because he had moments where he tagged Pereira. He had moments where he took Pereira down. And it was very, you know, he was, he, you know, that guy's got mental toughness to another level. I mean, that guy's mental toughness. I mean, to be that mentally tough to sit there and take the shots and still not go into defense mode like most guys would have already been on the defensive. Yuri was not on the defensive at all. He kept pressing the action, you know, um, and you got to give kudos to Alex for not getting caught up in the in the in the let's go taunting that Yuri was doing, you know, Yuri was tapping his leg. He was, you know, throwing up his fist saying, come on, let's go. Give me another, you know, egging prayer on, which that's a smart thing. You know, if you're dealing with somebody with power and you want to gas them out or make them less confident in their power, that's one way to do it. You know, <laughs> you know, that's one way to do it. Make yourself seem crazy to where they're like, this son of a bitch, <laughs> this son of a bitch is egging me on to hit him, you know? So, um, but going into the second round, it was, it was pretty much, you know, go, going into the second round, you could tell, you could tell, um, it was a beautiful counter setup, you know, going into the second round, it was a beautiful counter setup by Alex, you know, Alex got caught, you know, Alex got caught, I mean, Alex got caught, I believe it was a straight right, and, you know, as he was stepping away, and he continued to back, he, as he was stepping away, he continued to back up, and you could tell he probably learned this from the Adesanya fight, because Adesanya did the same thing to him, where after being hit he immediately retreated as if he was as if he was hurt or as if he got tagged with a good shot and then as soon as yuri stepped in he just stepped in the range he just fell right into the trap man because that's exactly how adesanya caught him he baited him and as soon as he got him within that range he slipped straight right he slipped through the straight right and then followed up with the uppercut similar to that of what Adesanya did to him in the second fight where I believe it was the same thing the straight right left hook you know where it was the straight right where it was the straight right left hook you know same same thing you know where it was a straight right left hook and pretty much you know once you get hit with a clean shot by Pereira even if it's not clean it's but when it's clean it's even more devastating you know you're going down and Yuri went down hard and you know you got to give credit to Yuri you know he tried to recover he went for the legs but you know Alex was smart you know you know Alex was smart you know unlike most fighters who would automatically go into defending the takedown when they're hurt he kept you know he kept attacking he kept punching which is you know, which is something that, you know, a lot, which is something, which is something that a lot of guys, 
something that a lot of guys seem to have forgotten about, you know, in MMA. It's like if you have somebody hurt and you know they're rocked, just keep punching, you know, which is, you know, just keep punching, you know, just just keep punching. I remember Boss Rudin talked about it. It's like if you have them hurt and you know they're wobbled, don't try to grapple them. Don't don't try to. So what if they're trying to take you down? Don't try to grapple them. Just just keep punching them. Don't go for the submission. You know they're hurt. Just keep punching them. You know, and just regardless if it's on a takedown or or if if you're on top in their guard and they're trying to you know control you, just keep punching them. You know, just keep throwing punches because you know when you're wobbled and because when you're wobbled like that and especially in your those positions, it's very very hard to grapple. You know, um, you know it's very very hard to grapple. You know, and that's pretty much, and that's what Pereira did. It was very smart of Pereira to do that. He didn't, he didn't make the mistake that a lot of guys make, especially strikers, when they have their opponent hurt and they get into those positions where they immediately, they try to grapple and then it gives their opponent time to recover. No, he, and he knew, he knew Yuri was hurt. He knew Yuri was, he knew Yuri was compromised. So he started throwing those elbows, and pretty much Yuri goes limp falls back Pereira ends ends up on mount the fight gets stopped now a lot of people are saying that this fight was premature this was not a bad stoppage at all and the reason why it's not a bad stoppage is because you know look at Yuri's hands or better yet look at his body language if you look at Yuri if you look at Yuri's hands, arms, or just his entire body, if you just look at Yuri's all-around body language, you could see his body flexing when he had his arms around Alex's legs. When he had his arms around Alex's legs, you could see that he had that he was still conscious. You could tell he was still conscious just by the flexing of his muscles. You know, you could see the muscles in his arms flex. You could see his hands were together. You know, you can see his hands were together. And then as soon as Alex started hitting with those elbows, you see his hands go limp. He's all, his whole body goes limp. You don't see the flex in his muscles. And, you know, his hands go limp. His arms go limp. You don't see the flex in his muscles. You don't see the muscles flexing in his back either. You see, his, you see him kind of slump. You start to see him slump down. And pretty much he was out. He, he was out. I mean... You could sit there and say it was a bad stoppage all you want. You you could sit here and say it was a bad stoppage all you want, but just pay attention to his body language. Like you see him go limp, like especially his hands. Like his hands are the biggest tell. You know, I remember there was a doctor who broke it down. I'll try to look up his name and uh and mention it on the next episode and I'll try to look up his name for you guys but there was a doctor who had a YouTube video and he talked about it he said if you look at his hands his hands literally go limp and when the hands are limp like that that means they are out and hell and and my and if you and if, if the hands are out and if you see somebody's body goes go go limp they're definitely out like i said look at the look at the flexing of the muscles if you don't believe me if you think it was a bad stoppage i say look at the flexing of the muscles you see yuri's muscles flexing which clearly shows he's conscious as he's trying to go for the takedown as soon as Pereira starts landing those elbows there's no flex and you see his arms fall down to the floor 
you see you see there is no flex in the muscles and you see his arms fall down to the floor that was the biggest tell that that was the big that was the biggest tell so it was a good call on mark goddard it was not a bad call it was a good stoppage i mean i get it people wanted to see a more definitive stoppage but you know you're not always going to get it's first of all it's fighting you're not always going to get a very definitive stoppage you know in in situations like that you know and on top of that you know even yuri admitted i was out like even yuri said he was out he knew he was out and i mean kudos to yuri for you know keeping it real and saying yeah i and admitting like yeah i was out like there was no way i was getting out like i know a lot of people will say oh he popped right back up after the fact well there's a lot of cases of fighters popping up after the fact you know <laughs> there, there's a lot of cases of fighters popping up after the fact you know i, I mean there's i mean there's plenty of fights whether it be in boxing mma kickboxing where guys get dropped and then the fight gets stopped and then they pop right back up and everyone's like oh my god they they you know they popped right back up man eh, well then <laughs> yeah well there's a lot of fighters who pop right back up but just because they pop right back up doesn't necessarily mean they were okay you know you know doesn't mean they're okay you know it just it just means you know you got to think it's just their body is reacting the way they're it just means their body is reacting you know their body's reacting doesn't change the fact that they were out like they they were out cold you know like they they were out they were out and yuri even said he was out but his body was just reacting and i was like yeah that that's true that happens that's that's a big that happens a lot of times where you're out you you know you're out but your body is still reacting as if you're still in the fight you know so yeah i mean alex is going to be a problem for a lot of guys he's going to be a problem you know alex is going to be a problem for a lot of these guys and I said it. I said it before. He's he's going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem for a lot of these guys. Um, the fight with Jamal Hill is going to be interesting because Jamal Hill does present problems. You know, he does have power. He is athletic. He moves around. He's shown that he can step up to the plate. But you know, but once again, you know, you're talking about your. But once again, you know, you have to think how much of that was right place how much of his time his moment winning being a champion was right place right time and yeah again you know and will that be enough to help him deal with the problem that alex Pereira, that alex problems that alex Pereira brings because he's not easy he, he's not he he's 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 gonna be an issue um he called out adesanya i mean I mean, that would be an interesting fight if that would be an interesting fight, but not a fight that makes me go, ooh, it's, it's not a fight that I'm clamoring for. Um, if anything, I would like to see him fight Jamal Hill. I'd love to see him fought, fight Ankalaev. Um, there's some good matchups out there for him. You know, I do think that. You know, like I said, 
I do think there's good matchups for him. You know, I, I do think that, you know, he's one of those guys. He's going to be one of those special breeds. He, he's he's going to be one of those special breeds where looking back, it's like, God damn. You know, like, God damn, he was something special. Um, a lot of people, so going on to a lot of people, I remember a lot of people, DC included, and as well as Luke Thomas, tried to say that him, that winning an Olympic gold medal is more important it is winning an olympic gold medal and then becoming a two-weight world champion is more impressive than alex Pereira being a two-weight world champion kickboxing and then being a two-weight world champion mma that is a load of crap and i disagree with that to the highest degree and the reason why is because you have to look at if you you got to look at you for, you got to look at first of all you i mean that that is a load of crap because anybody that knows kickboxing anybody that knows kickboxing anybody that knows muay thai knows that unlike boxing kickboxing is all about the best fighting the best you know like it's all about the best fighting the best if you watch one championship if you watch glory it's all the best guys fighting the best guys and he didn't just win you know he didn't just become a two-way world champion in kickboxing it wasn't like he was a two-way world champion in other places in just some random kickboxing organization he was a two-way world champion in the highest caliber of kickboxing he, he and he and he he is became a two-way world champion in the highest caliber of kickboxing which is glory i mean if you don't believe me like you could go on ufc fight pass you can go on youtube like glory has a shit ton of fights man i mean a crazy fights i mean highest caliber of striking which is glory kickboxing um of kickboxing sorry which is glory kickboxing you know and the fact that he came in one you know one not one title but two titles and defended them successfully because that's also another thing and defended them successfully and then went into mma and won two, two, two MMA titles in MMA in two different weight classes is far more impressive than Henry Cejudo. You know, like, like I said, you know, like I said, kickboxing is, it's all about the best fighting the best. And glory kickboxing is the highest caliber of it all. You know, that was one of the reasons why, you know, that was one of the reasons why, you know, Mirko, that was one of the reasons why, like, Alistair Overeem, you know, make you know that's one of the reasons why Alistair Overeem's accomplishments were such a big deal because the fact that he he won the K1 Grand Prix and then he also became an MMA champion, winning the Dream title and the Strike Force title, that just is like that's very rare. It's it's very I've always said it's very hard to win one belt, but to win multiple belts in MMA, and not only that, win multiple belts in another organization in in another combat sport in two different divisions at the highest caliber that says something else that's why alistair overeem is one of the top when in top when you're talking about like combat athlete like who who are some of the great combat athletes that's one of the reasons why alistair overeem is held in such regard because he won the k1 grand prix and then he also became an mma champion which is like 
holy fuck, which is like, you were like, holy fuck, you're like, how, how to, you were like, holy fuck, you know, you're just like, how, how do you win, how do you compete in the highest caliber of striking, and then go into, you know, highest caliber of striking, and then compete in the highest, and then compete at the highest caliber in MMA, and then just fucking and become a champion in both. Like, it just doesn't necessarily happen. It just, it just doesn't happen. It, it's very hard to do. It's very hard to do so. That's why, like, I'm not taking anything away from Zahudo, but the people saying that you know, Zahudo doing what he did is far greater than Alex Pereira. You're out of your fucking mind. I mean, no, no. What Alex? You're you're out of your fucking mind. And then DC saying that too. You know, DC going on his tangent saying, "Oh yeah, you know, I can be a great kickboxer." No, the fuck you can't. <laughs> That's for sure. Okay, no, the fuck you can't. Okay, and the reason and how I know this is you got knocked out by a guy that had no striking experience whatsoever. Okay, no, the fuck you can't. And you want to know how I know is because you got knocked out by a guy who had no striking experience whatsoever i.e. John Jones. And then he got knocked out by a guy who didn't have kickboxing experience, but he was a Golden Gloves boxer, and he beat you the same way John Jones beat you. Body, 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 head. <laughs> okay? If the guys in MMA can do that to you, what the fuck makes you think that a world-class kickboxer like Alex Pereira or Rico Van Hooven are going to do the same fucking thing? Like, <laughs> if not worse, okay, you don't have the luxury of utilizing your wrestling and taking it to the ground. You don't have the luxury of, like, stalling or pulling guard. Like, once you're fucked, you're fucked in kickboxing. And that's why Alex Pereira is, you know, that's why Alex, you know, that's why Alex Pereira, you know, being a two-way world champion in kickboxing and then becoming a two-way world champion in MMA is way more impressive because kickboxing it is like it is literally an end all be all like you are you know because kick you know kickboxing is an end or be all like it's end all be all it's not really end all be all if you know it's not really the end all be all in wrestling it's really not it's not it's really like the end all be all you know it's it, you know it's not the end all be all in wrestling I'm not really I mean two of you know, I mean, not really, you know, but yeah, kickboxing, it's, it's literally an end all be all. Like you're dealing with the highest calibers of strikers who can knock you out any which way. You know, I mean, kickboxing is literally end all be all. Like there's no, it, it's not, you know, it, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's literally like end all be all. You know, it's not that much of an end-all, be-all in wrestling. Not saying that wrestlers don't sacrifice or put in work, but, you know, it's like kickboxing. It's like, fuck, you know, <laughs> kickboxing, it's like, fuck, man. You, I mean, you could spend your entire career getting the shit kicked out of you, and you could spend your entire career getting the shit kicked out of you. You know, same thing in Muay Thai. Like, there's Muay Thai fighters who have, like, records where they got – where. They have like 107, they're like 0 and 107 fights. Like they have like no wins and like 100 losses. Like, yeah, like kickboxing is very brutal. Like it takes no prisoners. 
Like kick, kickboxing is very brutal. Kickboxing, Muay Thai. You know, if any of you guys watch One Championship or Glory Kickboxing, like kickboxing and Muay Thai are very brutal. Like there, there is no take no prisoners. Like, you know, there is no take no prisoners, and that that's a fact. And the fact that he managed to do that and then do that in MMA, you know, winning the way that he won by knockout with his striking tells you all the more tells you all the more and when you 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 also have to look at the fact is and then you also have to look at the fact of the way Sohudo won those belts versus the way you you got to look at not the way he won it but who you got to well yeah the way he won those belts versus the way Perhera won those belts the way Sohudo won those belts was right place right time you know, he had, you know, he fought Demetrius Johnson. He won a controversial decision, you know, and it worked out in his favor. You know, he, he you know, he he fought Demetrius Johnson. He had a controversial decision and, you know, it worked out in his favor. And then he had the right style matchup in Marlon Marias, who, you know, perfect style matchup for him. You know, perfect style matchup for him. You know, which is, you know. The perfect style matchup for him. A very explosive guy. Not really, you know, very explosive guy. You know, he, you know, very explosive guy. He can just grind him out, get him tired, and then pretty much just beat on him for however long the fight goes. You know, very, very stylistically, it was a good matchup for him. So he had the, so stylistically, it was a good matchup for him. You know, Pereira, you know, it was like, Pereira wasn't like he was, you know, there was really no stars aligned for him at this. There really was no stars aligned for him. You know, when you look at when you look at the lay of the land, I mean, the only opponent that really matched up well with him was Sean Strickland. You know, there, there really was was Sean Strickland. Like some people will say is really Adesanya. But once again, you know, Adesanya, they fought in kickboxing. Adestania had way more MMA experience than Pereira. And then, of course, you have Yuri Peraska, who was also a motherfucker. And then you got Jan Blakovich, who was even also a motherfucker as well. So it's kind of like, you know, you're in this scenario where, yeah, so, you know, Alex Pereira didn't have an easy road. You know, there was really no stars aligned for him. You know, there, there really was no stars aligned for him, especially since... You know, everyone crapped on his grappling. They crapped on his wrestling, you know, and I mean, this, that, and the third. So no one expected him to really go far or really last due to that, you know, due to his wrestling or his grappling not being up to par. So, I mean, but everyone expected Henry Cejudo to just shoot for the stars because he's a wrestler, because everyone has this idea, you know, because the consensus that wrestlers do the best in MMA. So everyone just assumes that because he's a wrestler, he's going to win a title. He's going to be a top contender. And that's, and he's not the only one. That's just the case with every wrestler. Like every wrestler that comes in, everyone's like, okay, he's going to be a contender. He's going to be a star. He's going to be a world champion. Everybody just automatically assumes that, you know, strikers, not so much. You know, so, but, um, but yeah, yeah, DC is wrong. Like, he's really wrong about that. And so is Luke Thomas. Alex Pereira being a two way world champion in two different sports, fighting the highest caliber of opponents, 
no product of good timing whatsoever is far more impressive than is far more impressive than Henry Cejudo. Henry Cejudo, you know, he had to kind of wait for the stars to align. You know, Henry Cejudo, it, he had to wait for the stars to align. It was like right place, right time, which, like I said, good for him. But it's just if you follow kickboxing like I have, you know, you follow kickboxing and Muay Thai, you realize it's not easy winning a title in kickboxing and Muay Thai. Okay, there's a reason why the records of a lot of kickboxers are the way they are, where they seem to have more losses than wins, is because they believe the best should fight the best. And kickboxing, it's it's just it's a murderous fucking road, man. Wherever you go, and the fact that he did that, and he the fact that he was able to achieve one belt, and then not only that, achieve two belts, you know, fighting at the highest level of kickboxing, it's just yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. His 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 achievement is far greater than Cejudo. Cejudo doesn't even come. Yeah, his achievement is far greater than Cejudo. Cejudo doesn't come close. Like Cejudo achieving what he achieved is great, but he's not the first of all. He's not the first Olympian to become a two division champion. You know, he's not the first Olympian to become a two division champion. Uh, Dan Henderson was an Olympian. You know, two division champion. You know from pride uh daniel cormier you know daniel cormier of course olympian two division champion so what what sohudo what sohudo did was nothing new that's also another thing too like what he i think even randy couture competed in the olympics but the point being is is like what sohudo did was nothing new that's the thing like it's it's something it's nothing new it was nothing that made you go Oh my God, we've never seen an Olympian do this, you know. We never, you know, it's it's nothing new. It was no, it was nothing new. What what Alex Pereira did was something new, because you know you don't you know it is something new. You know you don't really in MMA you don't really see strikers achieving that level of success. And if they do and if they do achieve a level of success, it's not really considered it's not treated with a lot of regard, respect and regard, which it should. You know, which it should. So, but yeah, and so and that's what I'm saying, like no one's no one expects a striker to go very far in MMA and achieve what they and achieve what Alex Pereira achieved you know the fact that Alex Pereira was able to achieve what he achieved you know being this high caliber striker given the given the consensus of MMA and how they look at strikers definitely it it's a way bigger accomplishment than Henry Cejudo you know everyone expected Cejudo to achieve you know every everyone expected Henry Cejudo to be to you know achieve a title just on the basis that he's a wrestler. No one expected Alex Pereira to really achieve much just on the basis that he was a striker. That's that's the that is the number one reason why him achieving what he achieved. That's why him him his accomplishment as one of the great one of the great combat athletes. That's why his accomplishments is is surpasses Henry Cejudo by far it, it it surpasses henry cejudo by far it, it it surpasses henry cejudo by far yeah you know it it, it by far i mean the only other person yeah the, the only other person who achieved 
that much success would the the only other person I can think of that achieved that much success was Alistair Overeem. Um, he's Alistair Overeem, and I would say Mirko Krokop. You know, he's the only other one that I can that managed to. The only other two guys I can think of was Alistair Overeem and Mirko Krokop because they, you know, they competed in multiple and they had in martial arts and they had success in both striking and MMA, winning titles in both. So I could, you know, uh, so yeah, that those are the only two I can think of. There's probably more. Oh, Holly Holmes, another one. You know, she was a world champion in boxing and world champion kickboxing, and then of course became a world champion in MMA. So that's another one. You know, uh, Joanna. Um, but the point being is like Joanna is also another one that comes to mind. I mean, the only one, I mean, Joanna comes to mind, Valentina comes to mind, but I don't know if she really won titles in Muay Thai, I don't know, I don't know much about her, I don't really know much about her martial art. I don't know about her background. I don't really know much about her martial arts back how what her martial arts career outside of MMA. I would have to look into that, but she's probably, you know, she's another one. You know, she's a you know, she's another one that, you know, I know she fought Joanna multiple times in Muay Thai. So you know, multiple times in Muay Thai. So but but you know, like I said, the when but if you're talking about like when you when you look at the level of success that Alex Pereira had, the only other person that comes to mind is Alistair Overeem, and then there's like Miracle Crow Cop, and that's about it. Like there, I can't really think of anyone else. And to do that in two weight classes, like that's like like, and to do that in like in two weight classes says a lot. So, I mean, yeah. So yeah, Henry Cejudo. Henry Cejudo's success does, yeah, Alex Pereira easily trumps Henry Cejudo's success. There is no way, like, there's no way you can even compare or even say Henry Cejudo's success trumps Alex Pereira's. If you're saying that, you're, it's just, yeah, it's typical. You're, you're just giving the typical, if, if you saying, if you say it does, it's just, you're just being the typical MMA fan that believes wrestling is the best martial art and that, you know, you're, you're just being that typical MMA fan that thinks wrestling is the best martial art, best martial art, and that all the, you know, you know, and, and that all the wrestlers, you know, and that, you know, and that all the wrestlers win world titles and all that shit, you know, and that, that's, yeah. You know that that's pretty much what it is. That, that's that's pretty much what it is. You're you're just doing the typical. You think wrestling is the best martial art, and that all the best wrestlers, you know, and that wrestling is the best martial art. And also, you know, Henry Cejudo, he got a lot of clout. You know that that also Henry Cejudo, you know, during his time on top, he created a lot of clout. So he was very entertaining. On top of that, so that's the only reason. It's just it's the clout, and it's it's just you're just being a typical MMA fan. It's just you're just being typical. That's pretty much what it is. You're just you're just being typical. You know, you're just being the typical MMA fan that thinks wrestling is the best martial art, and you're also that thinks wrestling is the best martial art, and you're also being and 
you're also being that, you know, and also it's because, you know, Henry Cejudo created a lot of clout by talking a lot of shit. And, you know, you, exactly. You're only saying that because, yeah, sorry, let me repeat that. You're only, if you really think that Henry Cejudo's success is greater than Pereira's, you're out of your fucking mind. You're only saying that because you're being that typical MMA fan that thinks wrestling is the best martial art. Or you're just saying that because, you know, Henry talked a lot of shit, created a lot of clout for himself. So, of course, everyone was a Henry Cejudo fan because of that. You know, the cringe that he did, all that triple C crap, you know, the, the triple C crap, all that. So, that that's the only reason, you know, that that's the only reason, you know, that, that that's the only... That's the only reason. It's either the clout or the typical MMA fan, the typical thought process of MMA fans. Uh, you know, the, it's either the clout or the typical thought process of MMA fans. That's that's the only reason. I mean, like I said, Alex Pereira's success trumps Henry Cejudo's by far. It's it's all it's only because of the clout that Triple C cringe bullshit. That's the only reason people say Henry Cejudo is the him his success trumps alex pereira's and his his way more impressive and all that bullshit it's just yeah no yeah 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 no not not in the slightest i mean yeah no not not yeah not not in the slightest you know, same thing with Fabricio for Doom. Like, it's crazy. A lot of people forget Fabricio for Doom. You know, multiple times Jiu Jitsu champion, also became an MMA champion. I mean, y'all seem to, y'all must have forgot about him. You know, he's up there as well. You know, I mean, so it's just, <laughs> it, it's just, like I said, it, it's only, it's only the cringe that people are saying. It's only because of the cringe and that wrestler, you know, and that wrestler how to and it's only because of the cringe and the wrestler fandom is the as is the reason why people say Henry Cejudo's success is greater than Alex's but when you actually break it down detail for detail it's it's really Alex Pereira is far greater than Cejudo you know if you know it's not like Cejudo wrestled in two different divisions and won two gold medals in two different divisions you know if he did that then I'd be like okay well that says a lot you know, he wrestled in one division, and a lot of people don't know is, is that the division he wrestled in, there was only one guy that to challenge him. It was it was a guy from Japan. So a lot of people don't know that. You know, a lot of people don't know that. So, you know, where Alex Pereira, it wasn't like he had a murderer's road to get to middleweight. He had a murderer's road to get to light heavyweight. And then he had to go through what he went through in MMA. He had to go through what he to MMA. And, you know, and same thing. He fought killers to get to MMA. He didn't fight jobbers. He fought killers. He fought guys that gave him real problems. And, you know, he fought guys. He, he gave him real problems. He, he didn't, The odds were not in his favor. The odds were definitely, the de definitely, you know, the odds were definitely favored in Cejudo. That's why I said, you know, everyone expected Henry Cejudo to have success because he's a wrestler. No one expected Alex Pereira to have much success because he's a striker. That's the that is the and that's the fundamental nail in the coffin as to why Alex Pereira's success is greater than Henry Cejudo's by far. You can you just there's just no way you could argue and say Henry Cejudo's like so yeah, DC is just he's just being what most guys typical 
martial artists are when they come from a style they defend the style you know the same thing would be said with jiu-jitsu guys um you know and then of course the rest is just it, it's the fandom it's the cringe you know it's all the fandom it's the it's the cringe that henry suhudo created you know it's the cringe and the fandom that henry suhudo created so that's all the reason is to it so but yeah alex Pereira is by far one of the greatest combat sports athletes we ever did see and someone made a post let me see it real quick before i run out of time uh, someone made a post and i and i really hope this is true I love the fact that this guy is such a huge star in MMA despite not being able to speak English English to save his life. The era of the overly big trash talker seems to be done. The mysterious warrior has arrived. I really hope this is true and I'm really and if it is true, I'm really glad cuz I got sick of the clout and the trash talk and all the cringe bullshit. I miss the days of the stoic MMA fighters. You know who come in they just show up they fight they shake their hands they show respect they go home you know anderson silva john jones back in the day you know saint pierre and that's pretty much it so if that's true i really hope so and that's another reason why i'm a fan of alex Pereira. he doesn't trash talk he doesn't go and he doesn't go into all that bullshit. he just shows up he fights and he you know and he lets the performance speaks for itself and that's why people love him and that's why i'm pretty sure a lot of people are gonna hate him thank you for listening have a good day